Welcome to the Electricians Co-op. I'm your host, Rob Bruss. And I'm Jamie Small. Today on the show, we've got Clinton Cowan from tradypad.com.au. Tradypad is not an app. It's a technology training company. As you know, technology is completely revolutionising the way organisations do business, and Tradypad will save your business time and money by eliminating paperwork and putting your business in your pocket. Today's guest, Clinton, has been a plumber since he was 24, and back in those early days, he noticed that there was a whole lot of paper shuffling and double handling, and like all entrepreneurs, he thought, there's got to be a better way, and Tradypad was born. By the end of today's show, you know exactly how Clinton can help your electrical business become more efficient and get back the time that matters to you. Let's get started. G'day, Jamie. How are you, mate? Excellent today, Rob. How about yourself? Good to see you in the gym this morning. First time in about three weeks. What's the go, mate? I'm gone by the time you get there, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Righto. You, you try to be there before me and then stay after I leave, but then I was driving away in the car and I saw you leaving and I was like, come on, man. I still left later than you. You did. One <laughs> set later. That's all that matters. G'day, Clinton. How are you, mate? Hey, Clinton. <laughs> I'm very well, gentlemen. How are you guys? Yeah, excellent. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. There's some sort of thing going on over here about, you know, some pissing contest about who does more training at the gym or something like that. I don't think it matters or it's even relevant to anything, but anyway, it's a bit of fun. It certainly seems that way. Good, good way to start the day, though. Get a bit of uh, get a bit of blood flowing through. Early the bird gets the worm. Yeah, absolutely. I like to say that uh, Jamie and I do more before nine a.m. than most people do in their entire day. <laughs> so that's the whole idea of getting up early and getting after it straight away. So, do you have a morning routine, Clint? I do. I do. I um, I've been doing a lot of walking early in the mornings, um, either by myself or with my wife. Um, so we go out and. Go for a bit of a walk for uh, for the morning before the sun comes up, and yeah, it's a great way to start the day. Get a bit of conversation going on and get the blood flowing, like I said. So yeah, that's the that's the routine at the moment. We'll see how long it keeps going for. Oh, good on you. Yeah, very nice. Do you uh, when you're out by yourself? Do you have a do you have the electricians co-op podcast in your ear by any chance? <laughs> I was actually listening to it this morning. Oh, there you, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and uh, and go all in as well. So, Oh, beautiful. Yeah, you, guys, you guys are getting around. It's good. Good to know. Thank you so much. Well, it's great to meet you here. Before we kick off the show and talk about Tradypad and get into all of that, let's let's learn a little bit about you. Where are you from, mate? And you, we, I mentioned at the top of the show you're a plumber. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you and where you're from and where it all started for you. Yeah, I'm a plumber, but don't hold it against me. That's all right. <laughs> oh, we won't. Always been that. There's always been that, <laughs> always been that, that plumber electrician uh, rivalry going on. But um, yeah, plumber by trade, uh, and that was a that was kind of one of my careers. Uh, I've done lots of different things over the years. I started out in hospitality when I left school, and uh, and started working in the down down at the snow. Got a bit of a love for the snow and and skiing. So uh, worked down at Perisher for a few years, and went over and was a ski instructor in Canada and. I met um, uh, a guy that I was living with over in Canada, a guy and his missus I was living with in Canada, um, stayed with them for the season and then they came back to Australia and started up a plumbing business uh, and uh, I ended up working for them. Stayed in touch with, with Andy, my, um, my previous boss, and he said one night, what are you gonna be, where are you going to be in five years? And I said, I don't know. He said, come and be a plumber. And I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've done every other bloody thing. I was a photographer. I worked in photographic retail. I was in hospitality. I'd, uh, ski, ski instructing, like I said, all sorts of different stuff. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll give it a go. Tried every, everything else. So did my plumbing trade and I loved it. It was um, it was awesome being back at TAFE and learning and, and putting into, I guess, working with my hands. It's not something I'd done before. But then combining all of my other 
business skills and knowledge and stuff that I'd learned along the way um, and computer skills as well. Being a photographer, I got into digital, digital photography and, and computers and stuff. And so all those things kind of combined when I got into, into plumbing and I was helping run the business that I was involved in. Um, and that's when I started to look at technology because there was just paper everywhere, job cards and invoice books and all that stuff. And, and I thought there's got to be software that can help with this. But that was before iPads and mobile devices had come out. So it wasn't, I tried laptops in the field and internet connections back then weren't too good. And then when the iPad was released, that was the thing that I thought, oh, maybe this is what we've been waiting for. It's got an internet connection. We can run apps and software and stuff on it. So got my hands on the first iPad um, and started to work with some apps, started with invoice to go and, and the, a calendar system through Google Calendar. Um, and that was Tradypad version one. Um, and, and the rest is history. Now there's mountains and mountains of apps and software and stuff that's out there that can work for trade businesses. And so that's kind of what I've built Tradypad around is, is helping people understand how technology can help them and what system's right for their business. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's sometimes uh, as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, timing is everything. And it sounds like timing was right there for you. I remember back in, um, you might remember back in 2007, this thing came out. At the time, it was like, a little bit strange because mobile phones were all about flip phones and getting smaller and stuff. And then all of a sudden this thing came out called the iPhone and everybody had an iPhone. And you, and you think of that today, you think it's really not that long ago in the scheme of things, but you think, wow, where did that come from? And I saw that straight away. And one of the very first things that I did was get one. And then I started building apps and I built a whole bunch of apps back in the day and made some good coin doing that in the process so it, yeah. it was all it's all a question of timing you know because everybody had an idea for an app and everybody wanted to be on that phone and everybody had a handset within a couple of years and that business just exploded it was it was a really good thing but other other than the timing and my ability to pivot and kind of shift shift gears and move into that space um, I don't think I would have been successful in that space otherwise and these days like you say there's just mountains and mountains of apps and uh, millions of developers that could do what I can do as well so it's a very very different uh, different landscape these days for sure yeah. yeah all about making the most of the opportunity that's there yeah along the way there did you want to start your own software or you were you better were you better off aggregating other people's stuff and you know instead of trying to force your software upon everybody else is it just easier to work within the boundaries of what they've already got definitely i get asked that question all the time why don't you build your own software your own app um and i know full well there's not one thing that can do it all and so as I'm not, a, I'm not a software developer, you know, we're, we're an educator, Tradypad's an education company. So um, being able to work with a whole bunch of different software products that do different things that are all awesome um, is great because then you can pick and choose the, the different um, functions and features that are required rather than just trying to be one thing that's trying to do it all. So no, definitely n never, never headed down, never planning on head heading down that path of, of building a piece of software myself that's going to try and be a job management system or a project management system because there's just too many things that go into um, the requirements for a business that that um, you know I'd rather be that aggregator like you said of being able to pick and choose the things that are out there and, and work with the best of breed products um, that that focus on what they do and we focus on what we do. So, Clint, what does the process look like? So, at Proimage Electrical, if we came to you and asked for your help, what would the process look like? Uh, step one is uh, education, um, starting to 
uh, education both ways, starting to learn about your business, understand what you do and how you do it and where you want to go in the future and what the requirements are, what your existing systems look like, how tech savvy you are, um, because there's, you know, there's all ends of the spectrum um, that, that, um, that we come across. And so it's, it's getting that, that education in place about um, your business and how it works, but then also starting to share some knowledge about how all of this technology works and how the bits fit together and, and what the, the technology platform should look like for your business because we want anyone that we work with to be able to make an educated decision that, yep, that's the right system for me because I can see it does X, Y, and Z and I can see it working for my business because a lot of times we see things working in theory but in practice when you get into the the, the actual workflows of it yeah. and, and using the system, it doesn't always gel. Um, so that initial step is really critical and we call it a scoping session yeah. where um, we, we learn about the business but then start to share that knowledge so that at the end of that, we know what does the system look like, how's it going to work for the business and then here's the the way forwards with setup and training and, and actual implementation into the business. Yeah. We use ServiceMate at ProMage Electrical. What would you say is the most popular job management system for tradies? I reckon ServiceMate would be one of them. Oh, really? It's <laughs> up there, is it? Because yeah. it's yeah, user-friendly or what's the, what, what are the Yeah, there's a, there's a few things. It's nice and simple and it's user-friendly. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to get started. Uh, and they've done a really good job of getting their message and their product out there um, and making it easy for people to get started. Uh, I had this, just had this conversation yesterday with some guys I was talking to. I get asked the question, what's your favourite app? And I don't have a favourite app. It's what's the right app for the business that we're working with. So um, ServiceMate is, is great. We've got lots and lots and lots of customers on ServiceMate um, and it ticks the boxes for them, but then... We've got a bunch of other products as well, Tradify and Workflowmax and Araflow and Simpro and Ascora and all of these different awesome bits of software that, that do great things, but it's a matter of having the right tool for the job. Yeah, I love it. That's, uh, that's, that's such a it depends response. i've been in it for about 15 years as well and and people always ask you you know what's the best way to do something well it depends how much is that going to cost well it depends and it really Mm -hmm. depends on your personal circumstance which is a is a really good thing i just want to shift gears here just quickly before we get into a a little bit more about your business i just wanted to ask you over the over the years we all suffer from ups and downs in life and in business and the last year has been pretty challenging for many businesses how was how has COVID impacted you guys and uh, are you managing to just to push through? Is everything okay on your side? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We were, we were built for COVID. Nice. So we've got, we've got a team of 12 uh, in the business and from the early days, I built it to run online. You know, we, we use cloud-based software, we use cloud-based tools um, and so everyone in our team works from home. So we're, we're all over the place. We've got guys in South Australia, Victoria, we've got a whole bunch of people here in New South Wales, um, a couple up in, in Queensland. So um, everybody works from home and we do a lot of work on Zoom and video meetings and and we really leverage those tools. So when COVID came along and people were locked down and you couldn't go to offices, it's like, well, we just continue on. It's business as usual for us. And then one of the silver linings of COVID was Zoom and video meetings were really put in the spotlight and are, are now just commonplace. That's ubiquitous. So, absolutely. We've been working on, on we started on GoToMeeting, um, and he moved over to Zoom a few years ago. So we've been using video meetings for years and years and years because we've got clients all over Australia and New Zealand um, and 
traveling all over the countryside for 90 minute meetings, just not practical. So uh, we moved to video meetings early on and it's, it's that scoping session that I spoke about before. We always do those online on zoom because it's introducing new technology. It's introducing new concepts um, and also showing the way that we deliver training and deliver support. So it's a, it's part of that education process to say, here's some new tools and, and here's how it can work and get people out of their comfort zone. Um, and so that's always been a bit of a hurdle for people, but since COVID, it's like, oh yeah, Zoom, I've seen that. I haven't done it before, but I've seen it. Lots of people do it. I reckon I can give that a crack. Um, so yeah, that's been a, a real benefit um, to us being able to operate remotely, um, already using the tools that, that are uh, really commonplace now. Um, but then also technology has been really put in the spotlight. So we've been flat out since April last year, just absolutely flat out, put on new staff. We've grown um, really good growth um, within the business uh, for, for the last quarter. Um, December and January have always been notoriously quiet for us. Um, but but this year, um, it's it's been a complete game changer. So yeah, looking really positive. Um, and um, a lot of people say, oh, 2020 yeah, was a bad year. It's like, well, it was actually a pretty good year yeah. for us. <laughs> We're not complaining. And so, yeah, it's, it's just onwards and upwards. You know, people are just accepting technology now. And now is the time. TradyPad's been around for 10 years. And it's like, yep, finally, we're, we're kind of on that. We're on that uh, that uh, trajectory upwards. So do you think because you're busy in January, uh, sorry, December, January, it's because tradies are becoming more proactive with their businesses over the, their breaks? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. People, I think the old days of just shut down for January and go on holidays for four weeks and not, you know, not do anything with your business, I think that's gone. It, it really is a time to reflect back on the previous year and review what you've done and really put some plans in place for what you want to do next year. I feel as though businesses and especially trade business owners are a lot more goal focused and business minded these days. And so those that are going to succeed are the ones that take that downtime and use it to work on the business. hundred percent. I totally agree with you. I think it's an opportunity to sort of reflect on your business. And I totally agree that by doing that in those periods where you're not busy on the tools, it gives you an opportunity to sort of look at your business from the outside and go, okay, let's introduce this or that. Yeah, it's a good, good point. I'm kind of, uh, I just need three or four days of downtime of completely unplugging and then I'm sort of a bit antsy and ready to get back into it. And if you can't go and do something, it's a good time to reflect on the business. I enjoyed sure. it. It's important to enjoy thinking about it. I yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I love yeah. thinking about it. Absolutely. Work. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hey there, Rob Russ here. If this is your first time here at the Electricians Co-op, welcome. It's great to have you here. And if you're back for more, welcome back. Thank you for your loyalty and spending your valuable and precious time with Jamie, myself and Clinton here on the podcast today. If you like what you hear on today's show, make sure you share this with your mates who are electricians. Jamie and I want to reach as many people as we can with the Electricians Co-op and we want to help more people to break through to the next level in their life.
Well, Clinton, you mentioned right there at the top of the show that uh, you start off with a, a bit of a discovery session with people and finding out and you're doing a, a bit of an assessment. It's like a doctor doing an assessment and trying to work out what's wrong. And you don't just go in there and say, oh, I've got a sore leg. And then he gives you some medicine and you go out there. You've got to find out why and what's happening. So really what that's what you're talking about there is the awareness, the awareness about what people have in their business already, what tools they've got available, as you say, how tech savvy people are and what not. And you mentioned to me off air that technology is one of those things that are he- that's here to help people. It's meant to enhance your life. But more often than not, people get frustrated with it. And I've seen it all the time. Um, and I, I was watching a, funny enough, I was watching a movie last night and he was trying to connect with his mobile phone. The mobile phone network wasn't working. He's trying to contact his missus and he goes, oh, this stupid, stupid effing phone. And I looked at my missus and I said to her, every person that's ever owned a smartphone has, has said those words. <laughs> every single person on the planet has said those words. At some point in our lives, technology gets the better of us. And if you're task saturated with a thousand other things going on in your business and it's really, really stressful for you, trying to get on a learning curve and learn a new piece of software is is really hard. And I just want to get your feedback and comments on that because technology is here to help us. It's meant to make life better, but more often than not, it just makes life worse. So how do you help people make it better? It's through, I guess, through some some guided education. Knowledge is, knowledge is power, as they say. And I think a lot of the frustration that people experience with technology is through a lack of understanding of what's going on and then being able to troubleshoot it and go, okay, well, why is that happening? So our job is, within TradiePad is, is education. So it's all about educating our clients about the tools that they're using, the hardware and the devices, the software, whatever it is. And so we're, we're really guiding our clients through that whole journey. Uh, and we get people at all different stages of their journey from absolute dinosaurs, as we like to call them, um, through to people that are, are really kind of techie and, and are really pushing the limits of technology. And so we, I guess we, uh, we customize the course or the training uh, that we're doing for our clients to, to meet their level of, of requirements and their level of skill. Um, and that's part of the challenge of what we do. It's not, it's not as uh, a cookie cutter kind of thing where we just do the same thing for everybody. We're customizing it to suit the business that we're working with. And I think that's one of the differences between what we do and what a software company will do. When you engage with a software company, um, they'll show you how to use their software, but they're not working with you to work at, work with you around technology education and workflow development and change management. Change management is massive. And that's one of the key things that we really communicate is that you've got to be prepared to change, prepared to open your mind and be in the right mindset to embrace technology and maybe modify the way that you do things to maximize what technology can do for you um, and once you've got that open mind to learning, then when those frustrations come up, we, we kind of, we, we're there as a point of contact. So if there's an issue, you know, we're, we're there to help out, but we want to try and teach our clients that you can go looking for solutions. And that's really where TradyPad came from. Um, I'm, I guess I'm inquisitive and I know kind of where to go looking for info to, to, to learn things because I don't know everything. You just got to know where to look and know what questions to ask. Would you say there's probably some sparkies out there that are listening that don't have any job management software currently in place. Would you say it's for everyone? Everyone needs it? Yes and no. Everyone needs some type of system and technology in their business. Doing things the old way on paper 
paper invoices, paper job cards. It's it works, but it's not optimal. Um, and so everyone needs something to transition to. And we see all sorts from really complex full-on job management tools with lots of automation and lots of moving parts and and integrations, bits connected um, here, there, and everywhere. Is that but like Simpro, also, you mean? Yeah, Simpro would be at that upper end. You know, when you compare Simpro to ServiceMate, Simpro is most definitely a much more advanced piece of software and it's got a lot more to it. And it needs a specific operational model and operational structure to be able to use it to its potential. And so... Um, we see the opposite end of the spectrum. I did a scoping session with a client recently um, that came to us looking for job management software to run a building business. And when we looked at the way they were doing things, they didn't actually need a job management software. We just needed to tweak the way that they were doing things with Zero and some apps that were connected to Zero and some other um, apps that they were using within the business because it was working. It just needed a few tweaks to make it work better. So we're not about kind of jamming the technology and the software down people's throats it's like whatever is the is the right fit for the business at that stage but part of the discussion with that builder was they know they need to transition to something in the future they're just not ready yet and so that that being on that journey and knowing where you want to get to is important but knowing how you're going to get there um, is equally important and not trying to rush things because we've seen it lots of times before where if a one-man band gets onto something like Simpro, yeah, it's going to do a job, but it's maybe not the best way yep. to, for, to get from point A to point B. So you mentioned integrating other apps with, say, ServiceMate, Tradify, Fergus, whatever. What are the, some examples of the apps that you would integrate together? Uh, one of the, the main things we focus on is connecting your operational software, as you call it, your job management systems and project management systems to your accounting package. That's a given these days. And that's, I guess, where a lot of this software has come from. Zero, as an accounting package, has done a really, really good job of building this whole ecosystem. So they they created an accounting software um, that competes with the likes of MYOB and QuickBooks and any of the accounting tools. But they built it in a way that external software companies could connect into it and can feed information in and out. And so connecting those two is a no-brainer, absolute no-brainer, because your job management tools and your operational software, as we call it, um, doesn't do what an accounting package will do. um, And an accounting package doesn't do what a job management software will do. So connecting the two of them so they're working together as one is critical. And so that's kind of a base level of integration. Um, But now we're starting to see more along the lines of um, CRM systems and email marketing systems, um, payment facilities, safety software and safety tools um so there's all sorts of stuff and it's it's a it's a challenge trying to keep up with it all what's crm sorry what's um, crm yes yeah sorry i should explain that a crm is stands for customer relationship management um, software and and it's typically like a customer database or a customer management tool so you can get dedicated crm tools that just focus on customer contact information and managing managing opportunities and managing sales and managing communication. So a lot of the job management tools do an element of that, but not to the extent that these dedicated CRM systems do like HubSpot and Infusionsoft. And like, this is quite advanced. And we're talking about larger organizations that move to stuff like that because 
they have a dedicated sales team and they've got a dedicated marketing team and they really need to drive sales and customer communication and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of at the top end, but um, we're starting to see more of it because people know these things, these tools are out there and they're building their, we call it a technology stack um, of tools that kind of fit together um, and it it just kind of becomes a natural progression. But it it is a a, a quite an advanced um, function, I suppose. We use service, mate, and there's a few add-ons that we've just recently implemented into our business that after a job is completed or the tab swiped across to, to completed, the customer's followed up with a review request. It's automatic, so it's pre-populated by the customer's number, um, their name, and it just asks them for a review and booking confirmations, all that sort of stuff. So it, pre- it prevents you know, the, the fact of us forgetting to do it. It just, just automatically does it, which is really cool. If it can do something for you without you thinking about it, I think that's a win. Absolutely, yeah, and that's what we're starting to see. It's that next level of um, functionality that we're starting to see coming into these software tools, these automation tools, and and just really speeding up the the, um, the workflows and efficiencies within the businesses. That's one of the things that ServiceMate's always been really good at is having those automation tools like booking reminders and notifications that you're on the way to the client, and like you said, the follow-ups. Um, so that's one of the real unique things that ServiceMate does differently to some of the other job management tools that are out there and that plays into making the decision or making the recommendation on which system is right because not all businesses need that kind of stuff but when we're looking at um, customer service and and levels of customer service and really delivering top-end service those kinds of things make a massive difference and if you can automate those then it just it just makes it even easier sorry just one other thing we've just implemented as well after a job is completed, we follow them up with a text saying, hey, hey, Rob or Clint, for example, hope I'm um, just checking in to see how all our electrical work's going, just to check in. And people think, wow, well, nice. this guy's still thinking about us after we've paid the bill and he's finished, you know. Well, the software was thinking about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, initially, it was me. You were thinking about <laughs> it because you set it up. Times, that's that. right, yes. yeah. So just yeah. little things like that. I think it makes the person feel special. and Customer love. Yeah, that's right. And I suppose if yeah. they're not exactly happy with the job or something you may have done wrong, it prompts them to go, oh, actually, you know what? Get ahead um, of it. Yeah, let's get ahead of it. Yeah. And then yeah. it might allow you to get the next job. Yeah. You've yeah. sort of prompted the discussion to and fro, you know what I mean? All jokes aside, I would feel special if you did that. Well, that's the idea a, of it. A, yeah. couple, a couple of days later or a week later or something like that, you know, you'd come in, repaired something or you installed something, I'd be like, oh, no, no, everything's okay. Thank you so much. That's yeah. good. And next time yeah. I think of an electrician, I'd think of you that's because right. of that. Yeah, and, it's really clever. service yeah. mate can do that automatically. Mm, very nice, yeah. very nice. And then another thing that we, we really promote is tools like ServiceMate, any of these job management systems allow you to keep notes on your customer and yeah. see history of your customer. So when you rock up to the customer's property and you call their kids by name yeah. or their dog by name 100%. or you know, ask them about a previous job that you've done, that that speaks volumes, yeah. you know, and, and people rave about that stuff. Yeah. So use the tools for things like that. Yeah, we get calls all the time, like random calls, not random, but former customers and I don't have their name saved in my phone. And they ring me and said, hey, Jamie, it's Clinton. How are you going? And in my head, I'm thinking, who's Clinton? So what I'll be doing <laughs> on my phone as I'm talking to them, I'm like, well, what, what, what street name are you again? And I'm typing in the service, mate. 
and sort of I see some photos of the job or the house. I'm like, oh, that's right. How you going? And Just need a little prompt. Yeah, a little prompt like yeah, that. Yeah. It's really, really handy. Yeah, it's good stuff. You know, there's a there's a feature in ServiceMate that you can turn on where it will synchronise all your contacts from ServiceMate into your contact book on your phone. Oh, well, yeah, right. That's really so cool. So when they ring, their name mm, comes wow. up. Wow. So that was worth the price of entry for Jamie's day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we can talk about that offline. If you know, no more small talk on the conversation with the unknown customer. I just know who it is straight away. Service mate will tell me. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Hey, hey, Clinton, I've been in marketing and in the digital space for about the last 15 years. And whenever somebody comes to me and says, hey, Rob, you know, can you help me sell more of this or can you run an ad campaign there? The, the number, th- the, the three key drivers that I look at when I'm trying to help somebody is better, faster and cheaper. So are you better? Are you faster? Are you cheaper than everybody else? And if you can tick those three boxes, then you've got a chance in the landscape that you're in, in the niche that you're in, right? And the whole point of all of the, the software that's out there is to stop the tradesman and the business owner um, and even the employee being at in front of their computer at 10 o'clock at night trying to process invoices and doing all this work that can be easily done while they're on site so the whole point is to make your life better faster and cheaper and you get back the time and i would add maybe in there to optimize as well but that goes into the into the faster category i suppose but one of the things with all of these pieces of software out there is it's really confusing and so if somebody's listening to this and they're hearing Jamie talk about service, mate, and you're talking about service, mate, that's all good. I tried service, mate. That was crap. It didn't fit for me. But then I go to Google and I search for like, for, you know, tradie software to help me streamline my business. And every, oh my God, everybody has got the best software in the world. And this one's better than that one. And I'm really confused. And they, they all make my life better, faster and cheaper. So is there something that the electricians listening to this can do to maybe minimize that noise because it's just white noise to a non-specialist you know for someone like you and me that works in the software and the it space all day long it's easy to disseminate the differences between them but if you don't know and you haven't got the inclination to compare them it's really hard maybe is there a shortcut that you can share with us today where the sparkies can actually go well you know i need to do a b and c this software does a b and c all the other features there are not really necessary they're useful they're good but that's what, I, that's what I'd be doing there. I just want to get your comments on that. I mean, that's the service that we provide when we do a scoping session because right. we've got the experience with all of these different products that are out there and we're fiercely independent of all of them and, and neutral when it comes to which one's right. Um, and if, if someone wants to go and, and do the research and do the, uh, the work themselves, I think it's, it's very easy to get distracted by bells and whistles when you're looking at these, these products um, and I think it's a matter of breaking down what are the key elements or the key problems that you're trying to solve in your business and find something that's going to solve those problems without adding too, too many more things. So keep it simple. There's a, there's a lot of questions that we ask when we do a scoping session about all sorts of different things, but the future for the business is also a really important piece so that we know that we're putting a tool in place now that that works for now, but also works for the future, but not too far into the future. And like I was saying before, if you get onto something that's too complex at the start, it can have a really negative impact. So it's trying to not overcomplicate things, but also having the functionality that you need now and into the future. So I'd say making a list of the bottlenecks in your business and what you want technology to solve is is a good starting point because then that gives you a bit of focus when you go and look at the products 
Um, it'll give you a focus, say, does it solve these problems? Does it tick these boxes? What other things can it do? But unfortunately, it can be a very time-consuming process because to get a good feel for what a piece of software can do, it's not just a case of download the trial, create a customer and a job, and you know it in 10 minutes. You've got to get your hands dirty, and, and there's typically a bit of work that goes into setting it up and getting it to a point where it's actually giving you a good representation of how it would work. And so if you are going to go down that path, do, a, I guess, a bit of a short list of the products that are ticking the boxes, but then spend the time to get some decent data into the system and spend the time to learn how to configure the system um, and get a decent, um, get a decent, have a decent crack at it um, so that you're giving it a good chance to show how it can work. Because, um, yeah, there's, there's a variety of different configurations and ways to do things in, in all pieces of software. So if you haven't got the time and you haven't got the inclination to do that, then that's exactly what we do with, with the scoping session that we do. Nice. Mm. I've been using ServiceMate for probably three years now. We've got about 1,600 jobs in there. And yep. a few of my mates have started using SimPro Sim and been raving about the tools and the technology and like how it reads all your, your, your um, profit and loss and margins on every single job. Yep. I'm almost scared to sort of go across of it because I've got so many jobs in service, mate. I'd, unless I keep the app open and a minimal subscription, I sort of lose all those jobs and it wouldn't be yep. worthwhile to sort of transfer them all over because it'd be too costly. What would you mm -hmm. say to people like that are sort of, they're on one system and thinking about going to another system? You'd be surprised at how easy it can be. Most pieces of software will have some type of export functionality. So exporting your customer list, exporting your job list. Um, and that comes out as a, a file uh, that can be kept in something like Excel or potentially imported into the new system. Um, it does vary you know, from software A to software B, um, what can come out and what can go in. But we've done it lots of times where a customer's outgrown the software that they've started on. And it is a pretty natural progression because once you introduce technology and software into your business, you just naturally become more efficient and more effective and you grow. You have more capacity, you have more um, capability to, to take on more work and more staff. And the features that suited you when you first started out with one, two, three people, once you get to five or 10 people, you need more. You need more layers of reporting, you need more layers of control. Um, and so we've done it lots of times where we've transitioned people from software A to software B because they've outgrown it. Yeah. Um, so it's scary to think about and, yeah. and you've got to be, I guess, committed to it, but it's it's not that hard once you get through the other side of it. And I guess it's just that it's that growth trajectory you, you kind of to be able to grow, sometimes you have to you have to change. Would I be right in saying that the apps are growing with the businesses as well? So say service mate might be suitable for me now. Um, and maybe not in six months, but they will eventually catch up by their updates and um, additional add-ons that they've got? Yes and no. Um, ServiceMate in particular, um, one of their key things is they want to keep it simple and they want to be for small businesses. Yeah. And so I've, I've, got, I've been working with ServiceMate for years and years and years, and I know the, the founders quite well. And, and you know, we talk about the, um, the stuff that they've got coming and, and what they want to do. And they don't have plans to be a sim, a sim pro. You know, everyone's got their place yeah. in, in the marketplace. And knowing what your 
demographic, your key, um, your key focus is and what what um, part of the industry you want to service, I think is really important. So you're not trying to be all things to all people. And so some products are really progressing and advancing and, and moving kind of up the ranks with functionality, but some just are happy to stay where they are. Uh, so it, it does depend. It does depend on the system. Uh, we do a lot of work with Ascora. Ascora is a piece of software out of Western Australia. Um, and when they first kicked off, they were quite basic, but have been really aggressive with development and adding in features and functions. And now they're up kind of up the level, up to the similar kind of level as Simpro and, and Araflow and really quite feature rich and functional. But then at the same time, they do have a basic um, version as well. that can be quite simplified. Um, but yeah, they, as they go on, they're just adding more and more and more, which is a bit of a double-edged sword because as you add more things, it adds more complexity. And as you're developing, you know, you kind of add new features and it can affect other things. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, but that's one of those things that goes into the, when we do the assessment and weighing up which system's right, it's like, well, you know, do you need these things or do we need to just keep it really simple and, 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 and bare bones? I spoke to an electrician that I know, and he's got a significantly bigger business. You know, he's probably got about 15 to 20 guys. And he uh, went into liquidation about two years ago. And I rang him up and I sort of just went to pick his brain and ask him about, you know, what happened. And I sort of said to him, what have you learned from this experience? And he said, I felt like I overcomplicated my business. What would you say to that? Yeah, I see it all the time. <laughs> see it all the time. Well, we're sparkies, you know. We're going to job the job. We're sending an invoice. I think it's important to know what everything costs, but down to the cents, I don't know. I just, I don't yeah. think it's for me. But what would you say to uh, his experience? Yeah, we call it paralysis from analysis. <laughs> yeah, Lit- fi- literally and figuratively, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And in this, when we do a scoping session, when we're dealing with a business like that, that is of a you know, maybe a smaller size, but thinking like a massive organization it's kind of putting things into perspective and asking why why are you doing that what's the benefit going to be what's the return you're getting from that because you're investing a lot of time and effort into tracking stock stock tracking is a really good one people go yeah i want to be able to track my stock and know what i've got on my trucks and know you know when we need to reorder things and so it comes back to the education and okay that's fine we've got software that can do that but if you want to do that, here's what's involved and you've got to do it properly. Yeah. You know, so you've got to do purchase orders. You've got to do stock transfers. You've got to do stock takes. And so when you put all of those things on the table and say you've got to invest time into it and do it properly and you weigh up what the benefit's going to be, it just doesn't make sense. That's and so I advice. think yeah. yeah, looking at at why you do things and what the return is and the benefits are that you're getting, make the decision based on on the the – uh, on the statistics or based on the return and the numbers rather than just going, I want to do it because I've got visions of being a big business in the future. Yeah, they're, they're tempting things to do, aren't they? And what you need to to dial back your temptation is to have some of the, the self-imposed questions, I suppose, which is what's the return going to be when I do something like this? Glenda, I wanted to ask you here, uh, one of the things, so I had an experience yesterday with a piece of software that I uh, picked up and I tried and experienced massive, massive frustration in the first 20 minutes and I paid 20 bucks for it, right? So it wasn't expensive and it wasn't about the 20 bucks, but when I looked really closely, there was no help and I'm an IT guy and I know how to work my way through software and bits and pieces and things like that and I'm, and I'm really patient when it comes to that. 
there was no support documentation. There was no knowledge base. There was no videos. I looked at their YouTube channel. I looked at their socials. I looked at all these things. And then I realized the reason there was none of that stuff is because the thing was still in beta. And yeah. that's okay. I'm, I, I understand that, you know, people start somewhere and they're getting going with it. But really after about 20 or 30 minutes, I was like, man, this sucks. This is, this is terrible. And then I went to cancel the account. There was no way to cancel the account. <laughs> so I sent him a ticket and I said, <laughs> I said, I said, <laughs> cancel the account and if you, you're probably going to ignore me, but it would be nice to get a refund because, you know, after half an hour, and I'd said everything, you know, in the message that I just said to you guys, but they were kind enough to give me a refund and they cancelled the account. So it was not an issue, right? So that, that, was, that was a really good result. So the reason I'm, I'm saying all of that is because whenever you pick up a piece of software and it doesn't matter what it is or, or who you are, often the tech support can be a little bit of a problem. Now, I'm wondering, since you work with these software companies all the time at TradingMate Pro, do you have a direct line of support to these people so you can speed up that process? So if you're working with a customer, you do the scoping session, you see the software they're using, then you come across a problem yourself, you don't know how to solve that, you must have better channels of communication than the average person, right? Because you're dealing with this more often. Absolutely. That's And that's one of the, the key things we've been building over the last few years is those relationships with the software companies because when we go to the software company with a problem, they know it's a problem. Um, 99 times out of 100, support questions are to do with workflow as opposed to issues with the software. Um, but when when we identify, like we'll always do that that initial troubleshooting and and deal with the, the issue or the ticket or the question or whatever it might be. Um, and so we've got a direct connection to the head developer or the founder or whoever it is. And so, yeah, we most definitely get a much faster response um, when we when we do that. And that's, I guess, part of the service that we provide. Once we've done a setup and implementation and training and, and the customer's gone live, we then provide a follow-on support service, which is very different to the support that you get from a software company. Um, the software company will support you for basic questions and issues with the software, but the kinds of questions that we get are more to do with workflow and business process and sometimes to do with devices and integrations to the accounting package or whatever it might be. So we're, we kind of take a holistic approach when we're dealing with a business to help with the devices and setting up the Apple IDs or the Google accounts and setting up their email and their communication platforms as well as the job management software and connecting it into the accounting package. So we get a much more um, high level or, or wider um, IT technology view on their business and provide a different level of support to what the software company is going to provide. <laughs> I, I love the uh, I love the approach that you take where you, you're holistic and you solve all of the problems end to end. It's really great stuff. All right, let's take a little break. to the uh the segment of the show that jamie wanted to introduce to uh to the electrician's cult which i really like it's called success tips so this is uh, a bit of a, a faster pace a rapid fire stuff and i want to start off and you know you don't have to go too deep into these answers you can kind of be a bit surface level for us it's a little bit of fun here as we close out the show what would you say clint that the the key thing to your success 
has been in your business? I know there's not just one thing, but is there something that stands out for you that has helped you guys to be successful? Uh, Yeah, most definitely. I would say having the right people in the business, in the right seats. So I know in the early days, I did everything. I wore all the hats and started to add people into the business as we went along. But having the right people doing the right jobs has been the the big accelerator. Um, And we recruited, we've recruited quite a lot lately and, and just going to market and looking for a particular type of person, you know, having a clear idea of of who we're looking for and what skills and and what they need to have, um, and then just keeping on looking until we find exactly the right person um, has been massive, absolutely massive. So uh, I'm, I'm I listen to a lot of Jim Collins' work, um, and he talks about having uh, the right people on the bus, yeah. um, and and uh, and then working out where you're going from there. So the right people in the right seats and and having the right people around me has been absolutely instrumental. Great answer. So if you had your time again starting your business, Clinton, what would you do differently? (laughs) If anything. (laughs) Yeah, I would do do a lot of things differently. (laughs) He made a lot of silly decisions in the early days, wasted a lot of money um, on things that were unnecessary and uh, getting distracted, you know, distractions. There's so many distractions um, that are out there that and and I I was yeah I was I made some silly decisions because of those distractions. I would uh, get a very I, I would have done the work to have a clear focus on what our purpose is and what our goals are, and just stick to it. Because I look at the amount of work that we've done in the last twelve months when we had a clear idea of our values and our purpose and our goals and, and what we wanted to do um, and and compared to the early days it was just yeah it's like chalk and cheese so having that that clear plan and that clear focus and it, it all seems so simple now you know and, and, and back in the early days when I first started it you know you're just kind of fumbling your way along so yeah that that would be the the key takeaway I think of, of having that that plan on what is our purpose where are we going and how are we going to get there yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm going to uh, link in the show notes for everybody to a book called Indistractable, which is mm. really worth reading and listening to. I'll link to the audio book so you don't have to go and, and physically read it, but you can just listen to it. But um, it does a great job of showing you why you get distracted and how you get distracted and, and the best things that you can do to not be distracted because we all, all of us get distracted in, in many different ways and forms in our business. So I'll just take a little peek at the show notes and I'll put the link to that in there because I know that uh, I know you will like that, Clinton, and I know the listeners will like that as well. Mate, would you, we, we all have ups and downs in business and we talked about that before. Would you be prepared to share one of the low points in your business? Year two or year three of the business, I had a couple of really key staff that were working with us uh, and we were doing a lot of, on-site work in those days uh, and it was it was a lot of travel involved uh, and and two of my guys um, that were fantastic guys um, unbelievably knowledgeable and, and really good talents within the business um, they both left within a month of each other oh. just because of the pressure that was going on with all of the travel that was that was going on and, and I was I just didn't see it um, so that was probably that was probably one of the big low points um, of not seeing that and not being aware of it and changing things before I did. You know, it was it was like I had to get hit in the head with a wet fish 
to go and change things within the business. And that was a, a real, yeah, it was a real disappointment. So I mean, being aware of, of what's going on and, and keeping your finger on the pulse with the business and what's going on with your team uh, is, is really, really critical. So how, people how, are everything. Yeah, hundred percent. So, what have you done to prevent that from happening again? Now that you're further on your career, uh, we we do we get a lot of feedback. We we um we've got a regular meeting schedule, and we really act on the feedback that's coming from our clients, and as well as from our team. And so, team culture and and team um, happiness is really really important to me. Um, we start the business started the business because we're improving people's lives through the use of technology uh, and so um, my team are really focused and and um, are really dedicated to that but it, it it's we do long days and you know there's there's a lot of thinking that goes on and a lot of analysis and and it's about changing the way that we do things so that the team can operate as best as possible and be happy so being being confident and able to make changes within the business to suit what's going on and and how things are, are behaving is I think really important constant evolution that's a key point I think it's not just about the employee making us happy it's about us making the employee happy mm. and if you don't have any happy employees they're more inclined to be cancerous at work and probably look for work elsewhere so I think mm. it's a two-way street yeah, absolutely. And these days, like the, the one of the key things I hear from our clients um, is they just don't have enough people and they don't have the skilled resources. So if you've got good people, do everything you can to keep them happy and keep them with you. Yeah, beautifully said. Right on the front end here of the success tips, all of them have been related to people. So there's the success tip right there in itself. On the opposite side of that coin, we talked about that was a low point you said there. Have you had a have you had a big win recently that you'd be prepared to share? It might not be a client-based win, but have you had a win in your business that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. The recruitment. Um, Again, people. Is something. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's people. We, we, um, we brought on a couple of new guys recently uh, and going through that whole recruitment process, interviewing, and um, we had a, it was just as, as COVID was, was kind of kicking off and, and people were, were being put out of work left, right, and center. So we had a massive, massive number of applications that came through. And just going through that process, uh, the, the whole kind of interview process and, and, um, and seeing all of those amazing talents, but being able to very clearly define who we wanted and what they needed to have and then bring them on and onboard them and get them to a point now where they're, they're implementing and, and delivering projects really successfully has been absolutely gold. It's been great to see because that's part of the challenge of of Tradypad is we're very much a service-based business and it's all about the people that are in the team and and how they work and 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 their levels of skills so bringing on two guys initially we planned on one but we brought on two and getting them from onboarding through to um, delivering amazing results for our customers has been uh, phenomenal and and a real boost I suppose for knowing that, that there's a lot of life in this business and and we're on the right track. Nice. So having those sort of wins, does that affect your motivation in order to have want to have more more and more wins and grow your business bigger and bigger? Yeah, definitely. It's addictive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> addictive. But the reason it's addictive is, <laughs> I, I come back to the, the reason that TradyPad exists. We 
are here to, to deliver education and change people's lives with technology. And my one of my roles within the business now is to do what we call a check-in call with our clients. So once we've delivered the project and they've gone live with everything, um, three months afterwards, I have a check-in with them just to see how everything's going and just make sure that you know what we'd planned in the first place is has actually come into fruition. And those calls are, are amazing. You, the, the feedback that we get from people about, I've, I've got time back with my family, I've taken a holiday, I've got visibility in my business, all those things, like that's why we exist. And so knowing that, that like my purpose is to deliver as much of this as we can, knowing that we can take on more staff and, and grow and deliver more of this life-changing stuff is what drives me. So I want to be able to do this for as many people around Australia and New Zealand and around the world as we can. So it's, yeah, we've got big plans. Very nice, very nice. I'd like to ask this question, uh, and it's a HR-related question as well, as we close out the success tips segment here of the show. Um, and this is going to apply to your business, but it really applies to anybody and, and any employer or employee listening to this. And what is it that employees can do within your organisation if they want to advance their career within your business? Because what you need those people to do might apply to somebody else as well. And it's good to always get some feedback around that point. I'm all about learning. I'm more than happy to support my team with learning new things. So if there's a course that they can go and put one of my guys through a communication course, another one through a project management course. So if there's if there's any kind of learning that can be done to help improve them um, as a person and in their skills, it's it benefits me as well. So it's all about a progression and, and personal improvement professional improvement um so I, I think that's something to be really open to is is um uh being prepared to educate your team because it improves them and it will in, and then flow on to you and, and help improve your business as well and it shows i guess a bit of commitment as well that you're committed to your team and your guys and and making sure that that they're the best person that they can be nice nice one and final question what what are the what are the absolute non negotiables for those people wanting to advance in their careers? So you're saying that uh, learning is a good thing, but is there a, is there a non negotiable that they must have there uh, if they want to progress? Being open to change <laughs> is really important. Being prepared to having the right mindset to know that because you've done something the same way for so long doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. So being open to change and being open to new ideas can can really help progress a person and progress a, progress a business. So the the we, we talk about it quite um, a lot with our clients when they come on board to do a, pro- a project with us. But commitment to change and being prepared to change things is is probably my non-negotiable. Yeah, I love it. Beautifully said. Clinton, thank you so much for coming on the Electrician's Co-op podcast and spending nearly an hour here with Jamie and I. I think we could go a little bit longer if we really wanted to, but we got to wrap this up at some point. I wanted to give you the opportunity here right at the end of the show, maybe to add anything that you forgot or anything else that you wanted to add that you might have left out. We, just, we touched on it before about over Christmas break, people having a bit of time to work on the business. 
and, and using that time wisely, I think that's that's one of the big things that I've that I constantly come back to. You can be so busy doing what you do day in and day out, and just uh, you, you you don't make time to focus on the change that I spoke about before or improving the business. If you don't do that, you're not going to progress. So I think just reinforcing that you've got to make time to work on the business uh, is really, really critical. A, a, a great man once said to me, uh, you're too busy chopping down trees to sharpen the axe. And that's, that's <laughs> such a such a thing that stuck with me because I, I commit um, once a month, I get together with a group of business owners and we talk about our, our problems and things where challenges we're up against and we share knowledge. And I always walk away from those days with just so many new ideas and and thoughts and concepts. You know, I've got so many notes. Um, it's it's a great thing, but then being able to execute on those things is really important as well. So you've got to make the time to 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 work on that business and and um, be committed to the um, improvements and executing on what you learn. Yeah, beautifully articulated, mate. That's good stuff. If people want to connect with you and find out more about your business, what's the best way to do that? Try to make it as simple as possible on our website, tradypad.com.au. We have uh, an ability to book a call. So we use a cool bit of technology that lets you um, click on a button and you can pick a day and a time um, that will call you for an initial 15-minute discussion. Um, And so it's no obligation uh, we'll just kind of listen to where you're at with your business and, and what you want to achieve and, and just make sure that we're, we're able to help you out and explain what our process is. Um, but we've we tried to make that initial step as, as easy as possible through the ability to pick a day and a time for us to call you because we hate phone tag. Phone tag drives us crazy. Um, so on our website, there's a book a call button or you can um, submit a request um, just as a, as a web form as well. But book a call. It's 15 minutes um, of, your, of your life that, that will potentially change your life. Um, so that initial 15-minute call is where it starts, and, and you can book it in for a day and a time that suits you. I love it. Very well said. Have you got a preferred social media? Instagram. Love the Instagram <laughs> worlds. Where can we connect yeah. with you on Instagram? Uh, we've got a couple. So we've got at Tradypad yep. uh, is, our, is our company page. Uh, and we've also got, I've got a, a personal page uh, at Mr. Tradypad, MR Tradypad. Uh, so that's me, apparently. Just recently, uh, over the weekend, I was involved uh, in a mate's backyard cricket tournament. So a mate of mine's got a, a cricket pitch in his backyard in George's Hall. That's serious Thanks stuff. That's where I grew up over there. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so doing the same check things. Check it out. It's, um, yeah, we had the t- uh, 2020 tournament. We normally do it on Australia Day, uh, but we had it just last weekend and uh, some of the, the games and the content uh, that we get from that is just absolutely diabolical. It's such a, a great thing. So that's on my on my Instagram page, some photos from the day uh, and, and uh, link out to their, uh, their page. So Excellent. Sounds like fun. And, and ladies and gentlemen, as always, if you want to connect with Clinton, uh, just have a little a look at the show notes and the links are right there. So you won't have to go digging around in Google for them. Make sure you reach out on the Instagrams and go ahead and connect with him. Jamie. I'll add one, one more thing as well. One more. Sorry to interrupt, sure. Rob. Um, we've got some great, um, we've got some great uh, educational content content as well on, on our website. So I'll give you some links for that. Yeah, um, We've got a couple of, couple of different things. There's a tech toolbox guide, which is great for anyone that's just kind of starting with technology. It outlines the, the components and the framework and how they all fit together. And then for those people that have already started on their technology journey, 
uh, we've got uh, we've got a piece which is game changing business insights, which talks about what you should be getting from your software if you already have software in your business. So just highlight some of the the key functions and things that software should be giving you. And if you don't have those things, you know what what you can do to to remedy them. So I'll give you the links for both of those because they're they're great bits of of educational content. Excellent, and they're right there in the show notes for you. So make sure you go ahead, have a little look at your phone, click that button, and head over to the site and go ahead and grab those downloads. And make sure you connect with Clinton as well, Jamie. If people want to connect with you, mate. At Pro Image Electrical on Instagram, just hit 2,102 followers. Very nice. Um, what are you at, Rob? I don't know. I don't count anymore, man. There's like thousands <laughs> of them. You don't need to count, mate. You don't need to <laughs> count. Thousands. <laughs> yeah, so um, at Pro Image Electrical, just uh, reach out. And if you've got any questions, I'll reply ASAP. Sure. And, and I'd love a connection via Instagram as well. It's just rob.bruss77. And you can send us an email and find out some more information about the Electricians Co-op at theelectriciansco-op.com. So make sure you pop on over there, have a little look at the website. There's a whole lot of information over there and some really cool things coming up in the next couple of weeks, which we're really looking forward to sharing with the audience. As we close out the show today, I always like to give the guest the opportunity for the parting comment, Clinton, have you got a, a final piece of uh, final piece of maybe software or technology wisdom that you want to share with the audience here today? Be always learning. I think that's my, my parting comment. Life is evolving. Technology is evolving. Businesses are evolving. Um, You've got you to be always learning to keep up with it all. Uh, if you're not learning, yeah, you're dying. So I think uh, be prepared for it. Totally agree. Good stuff. Beautifully said, mate. Thanks again for coming on the Electrician's Co-op podcast. We look forward to speaking with you soon. It's bye for now. See you, Jamie. Thanks, Clinton. See you, Rob. Thanks, guys. But I'm blessed Didn't know it'd take me past my destiny You're behind me with the rest Cause I'm a mess No more you
said things could only get better I need it more than ever there 